Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good afternoon to you. This is The Call. It is that time of the day. Ten stocks picked by you, two expert guests over 60 minutes. And it is the 9th of May. So if you're watching this live or listening or watching us catch up, just have that timestamp. We're pre-budget, we're pre-US inflation read. And uh, yeah, that's probably where I'll start it with my first guests. We welcome to the studio. Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena and Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Should be a good episode. Hey guys, nice to Hi. see you. I predict sunshine and lots of fun. All right, well, yeah. let's get into it then, shall we? Um, budget tonight, tons of fun. Will you be watching live? Do you think it might impact uh, any sectors or stocks on this local market? I'm sorry, I won't be watching live. Oh. It's, it's just such, everything is so leaked in advance. And they're unlikely to do anything really radical. The, the, petrol, uh, the petroleum resource rent tax is probably the biggest thing uh, from a market perspective. So it's, it's really unlikely, I think, to, to shift the dial. Responsible economic management, and we are going to get a deficit, uh, a surplus rather, um, first time in 15 years, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be positive, but I'm not sure it's going to be the crowd pleaser and the uh, the big TV watch that I, it's not as big as the coronation in my house. Yeah, I have, right. Okay. Have to say. Well, did you watch the coronation? <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> coronation was brilliant to see that all those military personnel in the garden do that. That move. was impressive. That was Very so impressive. impressive. It was incredible. Well, we digress. Um, you can take your pick, uh, Rudy. Budget this week, yes. obviously. We always do look to sectors that it could, you know, influence impact. Yesterday, there was a relief rally in those big oil and gas plays here locally. Infrastructure, it doesn't look like there's going to be anything huge. Housing, nothing huge. In, in general terms, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've, I've been doing 22 budgets, I think, now in Australia. Yeah. Usually, there's an impact on the first day or the, the second day after the budget, but usually it doesn't last that long because, as Henry said, there's very, very few times when it really, really has a severe impact. And I think the whole thing with the, the oil and gas sector is already in in February, mm-hmm. uh, analysts started speculating that the uh, Labour government would do something about it because they, they were emitting signals already. Um, and that obviously means, uh, it's probably not a coincidence, I know the, the oil price is lower as well and the gas price is lower this year, but it's one of the worst performing sectors on the market this year. So after Estella last year, otherwise um, it'll be the usual, I think, a little bit of healthcare here, mm-hmm. a little bit of aged care elsewhere. Um, and, and the first sector is one of the best performing over a long time anyway, and the second one has been in doldrums uh, for a very long time. So yep. any relief for health for aged care providers uh, is probably a very good thing. Mm, okay, <laughs> well, we will see if any of those themes come up in the hour to come. Let's get across some of the stocks that you've nominated for our guests, Zariah Resources. Well, that's been a tough one lately. <laughs> Grange Resources, Altium, 
Nanasonics, and Integrated Research. So those are the companies that are picked by you. But we do have a few companies that are reporting. Yes, we have had the banks today, Commonwealth Bank, but I thought we'd look ahead to later in the week. GrainCorp reports on Thursday. We also have Orica reporting on Thursday. So it has many brokers expecting better than expected results. Jefferies, for one, anticipates that Orica will post higher first half earnings, while several other brokers predict Orica's net profits after tax for the first half will increase by 28%. So they're pointing to favorable contract pricing and strong momentum. According to Citi, the upcoming results are expected to be positive and the outlook commentary expected to be pretty confident, albeit realistic. Let's just check in on the share price today ahead of those half-year earnings that are coming. And if we can bring it up on screen, no? Okay, there we go. That's a yearly chart. So that's not quite uh, what we were talking about if we're talking today, but that gives us some context. Orica shares are down by 1% to $16.47. Well, let's start with our broker expert, broker man himself. Can we call you the broker man? Rudy. Okay, I'll be the broker man. Yeah. What do you think of Orca? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, who's going to be the first one to, to do the obvious uh, dad joke? Uh, it's going to be an explosive Ooh. result this week. So I'll, 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 I'll ding dong, I'll do yeah. the first. <laughs> Listen, I, I think the, the, the problem with Orica is that uh, it's extremely cyclical. And you see that if you take a long, longer term share price chart, um, the share price now is where it was 10 years ago. And in the meantime, of course, you can have these big rallies and then subsequently they can deflate as quickly as the, as the sun comes up every day. Um, at the moment, <clears throat> and my understanding is one of the reasons why they are so confident and why they are having, uh, well, there's two reasons. One is that they are still, imagine this, they are still recovering from, from the damage done by COVID. Uh, sometimes these things take that long. Uh, so if you have very bad results during the crisis times, it, it, it allows you to have very meaty growth basis in the recovery phase. But the other thing is there's, there's apparently a shortage in um, uh, ammonia nitrate, which is basically the fertilizer stuff. Um, and that obviously means that producers like Orca have the wind in the sails because they get very good pricing for their products. I'll, 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 I'll draw a comparison with the banks here. The banks came out with uh, record profits and it's one of the worst performing sector on the market this year. Why is that? Because we're looking forward. And the problem with a company like Orica is, while they're having the good times, you always have to be a little bit suspicious how long those good times can last. And that's why this, um, I'd be more a little bit more cautious. Longer term out, short term, yes, it's going to be a good result. And, and, and the share price hasn't performed too badly this year. Uh, but maybe today's share price response is already a little bit of an indication. The market goes, we know this, but what comes next? And, and what comes next might not be that accommodator for an extremely volatile stock as Orica. Would you buy it, hold it, or sell it today? Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be there in the first, in the first place, but um, I'd be, um, given the good performance it has done thus far this year, um, I'd be looking for better opportunities elsewhere. Got it, so that's an avoid. I think for a moment, I had Rudy Filipek van Dijk a bit speechless there. What do you think, Henry? Uh, yeah, I was waiting for a gap. Uh, certainly, I, I think he was a little bit speechless there. Um, I'll go straight up and say this is a hold. Okay. Um, we are expecting uh, some good results. They did have an update in March, which pointed to uh, a bit of an upgrade there from the company. Uh, as Rudy says, they have had explosive 
growth. We are in the we are in the midst of a bit of a mining boom. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. uh, gold is uh, gold is at an all time high yeah, in yeah. in U.S. dollars and in Aussie dollar terms. We are seeing Australia emerging as as one of the biggest exporters, if not the biggest exporter in lithium. Uh, obviously, the iron ore business still going pretty well for BHP, Rio, and Fortescue. And the coal business is not too shabby either. So all these um, resource mining stocks require explosives. And Orica is Johnny on the spot. And you know the, the share price has risen from 13 bucks to 16 and a half dollars or whatever it is. And at the moment, I'd say it's very much in the whole territory. I mean, it's not massively exciting because we did get that March upgrade and we did see the, uh, the stock price respond to that. But um, I think generally, now up here, it is a bit of a hold. Thank you. So that is the stock of the day, Orica, ahead of its results that come later this week. So there, there are, as I said, a few of these companies that report out of cycle. Um, I know Aristocrat does as well. So we'll be getting some more information coming from these companies ahead of the official start of reporting season, which of course is in August. Okay, let's get to the companies that have been nominated by you. Thank you for doing so. This one has come from Sean who says, look, the stock's fallen a lot since its recent update. I think it was the worst performer uh, yesterday. It it has been hit dramatically, although I do note he, just last week, Sean Partners initiated coverage with a buy. Macquarie has an outperform. What did Soraya do that was so wrong? Well, it's not making wine. And then the reason why I say that is because <laughs> every time I look at the name, I go like, oh, that's, right? that's, how, this, that's how the French spell Shiraz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kaching, dad joke number three. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not going to profess that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, an expert in the graphite sector here. Um, all the brokers who cover this think that the share price is, is at least undervalued by something like 40, 50% or anything. So obviously, uh, the market's not buying it and, and thinking this, that it's not going that well. Um, the obvious remark to make is that um, you buy them when they're down, and not when, they're, when they have the wind in the sails. Uh, but uh, given that I don't, I don't cover this 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 company very very closely, and um, you, you always risk that there's a lot more downside coming. Of course, you're going against the market here. I'm not a big fan. Um, I know that Henry is talking about a mining boom. I'm more focused on the, on the U.S. recession coming, and not too distant future. Um, and you better be careful with small cap resources when that happens, even if they're in graphite. But something to go for them at least you can say that they, they, they haven't performed well and that's often a sign to have them in the in the resources sector mm -hmm. yeah because well you're focused on a u.s recession mm -hmm. but i've spoken to a number of people today who are looking for yeah the commodities cycle to continue um you know you really it does sort of divide the market right demand destruction or you know, supply shortages and decarbonization and everything else yeah, that yeah. plays into these themes. And the US isn't the only market, let's face it. Yeah. We've mm -hmm. got Europe. We've the Chinese, got watch what happened with massive, rally in iron ore yesterday. Massive rally yeah. in iron ore yesterday. And of course, we've got China emerging from their uh, COVID lockdowns. Then you've got India, South America. So, you know, there's 350 million people in the US and it's a very important thing. But we do get very hung up and very US centric. And for Rudy, who's a European, I'm surprised that he's so hung up about the US. 
<laughs> because the, the two don't really mix. Well, I, I know we're, we're, we're a little bit skeptical towards the Americans, but we do realize they are still the high, the greatest economy in the world I mean, in size. Well, they are. And in theory. Um, I mean, I think at, I think to, to go to the resource, I think that the, it's not necessarily a negative picture for growth, but it's muddy because you don't have all the economies firing, firing on, on all, all cylinders, cylinders, which is usually what you have when the commodities are really looking looking great. Now, just while we're on you, I, on I think me. you did get on out me. of giving me a clear call, which our yeah. viewers want. I mean, yes. do you on think that Surat? Surat? No, I'm not, I'm not going there. It's too I mean, small for you. For me, it's too small, too risky, too speculative, and um, it's too volatile. Okay. Yeah, well, he has a point. Uh, well, he yeah, to, 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 to be three, which is good. Uh, to be honest, it's not very volatile at all. It is just one way down. Oh, okay. <laughs> at the moment, at yes. the moment, it has just been a one way traffic <laughs> to oblivion. Um, you know, they had production problems. They've had no. uh, output problems as well uh, from uh, their Mozambique graphite project, Balama which has caused costs to rise. The market hates that, hating costs up, production down, output down. Uh, there was some sort of hope that maybe they've, they've got something happening in the US, uh, which is going to kind of help them a little bit, but that doesn't seem to be kicking in yet. 96 cents, it's been a long way down. I've had this one in, in my small cap portfolio before, and it's cost me dearly. Um, I wouldn't be going back in just yet until we get some, some decent mm. news on this one from uh, from the production there. And there is, the thing that concerns me about some of these graphite stocks, and it's, it's kind of emerging at the moment, it's not just graphite, it's all the technology, is that the technology is changing so quickly at the moment. You know, we've got lithium ion batteries, and I'm not knocking those because they are, you know, they're here to stay. It's like Betamax and uh, VHS to some extent. But then you see the reports of the advances in sodium ion batteries. Yeah. You see the advances in other kind of battery systems, talking about replacing the anode completely or, or the anode material uh, being rapidly downgraded so that it's a much smaller uh, part of the battery and much cheaper part of the battery. So there are some risks here, not least of which is uh, the cost problems, the, over, the, the production and the output problems, but also changing technology problems. Mm -hmm. And this one has been a dog. And to be honest, until it comes out of the kennel and starts running around the, the yard, wagging its tail and saying, look at me, look at me, I think I'm going to leave it in the kennel for the time being. It, it's, for me, it's an avoid uh, only because I've had my, my fingers Mm. Burnt. Burnt. Yeah. Well, Burnt. what is it? Yeah. Once bitten, twice shy? That's that dog. There you go. Let's get to the next company that's on the that, list. That joke number five. Uh, this is from Mark. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them in order, trust me. Range Resources, GRR is the ticker code. He says, is this higher quality than Pilbara? Mining. Well, Grange is in iron ore pellets. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, high so, high cost, high um, high receivables in terms of the price they get. Um, it is you know they've got um, cash costs were up to 141 dollars Aussie uh, compared really? to 124 Aussie mm. a ton for the December quarter. So that is a problem for them because they only really kick in when you see that iron ore price go well. They did do pretty well out of the iron ore price. They got $156 US last quarter uh, for their product. So it is high quality, high price, but it's high price to produce and it's high price to sell. So they really only kick in when it's good. They have got a ton of cash though. They got $280 million cash with a $700 million market cap. So that does give you an underpinning there 
Um, the stock, the stock got. You can see there by the charts, it got really carried away uh, in the iron ore boom that we saw a year or so ago during COVID, where the iron ore was just going nuts, and it got up to a dollar, dollar ten, and there was all this talk about what they were going to do with the cash, etc. Um, it subsequently come off as the iron ore price has come off. <laughs> If you fancy the iron ore price, this has got some leverage. This has got serious leverage. It is a completely different beast to Pilbara Minerals. Yeah. Pilbara Minerals is, is lithium. Lithium. Um, it is a completely different beast to, to Fortescue or Rio or BHP because it is a different product. It's kind of chalk yeah. and cheese in iron ore space. So um, I reckon at 60 cents, this is a hold. And if you started to see that iron ore price start to accelerate again, and the Aussie dollar stay where it is because that's obviously a big component in their uh, P&L, then this could be worth a look because it has got that leverage. Once prices start to accelerate, um, the problem is the costs have gone up, but if prices do keep accelerating, then they should do okay. okay. So it's a hold. Anything to add? Avoid. Yes. Uh, I have a couple of things to, uh, to, uh, to add. Uh, one of them, which is seldom emphasized, but this is ex essentially a Chinese controlled, very small cap company. Um, uh, I'm, I have nothing against the Chinese, but let's just say, for the sake of argument, I'm glad you put that, that out there. That, yeah, that, that, that their 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 practice their practice in communicating with the market and in running a business may not necessarily equal what we are used to okay, in yeah. Australia. So on you're the thinking ASX. corporate governance, yeah? Yes. Uh, the other thing to 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 mention is that, and, and Henry rightfully pointed out, the difference between the share price that was double from today's price is they had lower costs, not just a higher price for their product, but lower costs. And if you take a look globally, not just in Australia, we take a look globally about the, the, the quarters we've seen thus far in the mining sector, there's been disappointment all over the place and the, predominantly because of higher costs. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if commodity prices don't go up in, in a hurry, those higher costs will continue to dog this sector. ka -ching. Um, <laughs> that joke number six, um, because even BHP and and Rio Tinto disappointed recently, and, and the share prices came, came a little bit under pressure. That's an international phenomenon. So that sector don't people tend to look just at the price of the product, but one of the reasons why, for example, last year the gold sector was such a dog on the on the on the, on the share market is because the gold price was relatively okay. It was more or less stable, and it went up in Aussie dollars, but. On the production side, they were all battling with with uh, with costs, and that then basically costs the investor. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an avoid <clears throat> for Grange Resources. Let's get to Altium. That is the next on the list, picked by you, Scott. Scott, if you're listening, or if you're watching, hopefully you're watching. Um, don't forget that this is information only, so this is not financial advice. Don't take it as such. Okay, Altium. Let's get to that tech. Yes. But this has been a solid performer. Absolutely. It was, uh, Absolutely. had a takeover offer on the table. That was... Uh, Rightfully... Uh, batted away, said, yeah. Said no yeah, to said it. Said no. So I remember speaking with guests that said, you know, if it was taken over, fine, but like really keen to see this continue going uh, on the ASX. And they have. Um, but where do you see, if you've got big bad thoughts about a US recession, mm -hmm. I mean, will Altium be immune to this, that? This is equally a, a, um, a, a China story. Um, I mean, every time people complain that um, Australia doesn't really have technology stocks, I always feel like I have to push back. This is a very this fine example. This is when he example. talks about technology, one. 
Do you happen to own Technology One, Rudy? Say again. Do you happen to own Technology One? I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> going with Technology One. I was talking about Altium. Oh. Go ahead. But, go but, talk but, Altium. but anyway, to to at the beginning of this of this session, you said we have out of season reporters, mm -hmm. uh, Aristocrat, Technology One, Zero. They're all they're yeah. all part of that, as as our Instech pivot as well. Um, so what we have, the pushback always I always give is we have actually really, really high quality, very good technology stocks on the on the exchange. The only thing we have, they, they are not as abundant as they are elsewhere, uh, but we have them and LTM is one of those examples. Um, I might surprise you here. Um, I think this, this you, you can buy it today. Hmm. Um, a, a, a cautious investor would probably wait until, the, until you get, get in at lower levels. Um, but it's, it's by no means overvalued. And it's one of those technology stocks that has held its own quite well, and for good reason. I mean, it's not the only one. Uh, we also have uh, Wystack Global and the company that shall not be named for this time of being. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a few other ones. Um, I mean, but I, 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 I think at the very least you hold it here if you have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and on any share price weakness, you, you, you add and you keep it for the long term because this is a very good performer. Okay, because you could get it cheaper than today, but I'm yes. going to call that a buy. Would you be buying Altium today? I'm going to cause the investment committee to make a decision because I'm going to say it's a bit of a buy as well. Ooh. It has been trading in a bit of a range mm -hmm. uh, and it hasn't really been going anywhere. It's been dithering around. They reaffirmed guidance mm -hmm. and I think this one's got potential to push mm -hmm. higher. So on that basis, it is a buy. Uh, 40 bucks looks to be the top end of the range. Here we are at 36.90, mm -hmm. so there's 10% in it. So. Yep. Maybe that's enough for some. Um, so yes, for me, it is a buy. And as Rudy says, you know, we do have some technology stocks here. There are a few. Technology One, of course, is uh, is, it. Is, is the pre <laughs> is the premier one. Yeah. Um, but there are other technology stocks, and we yeah. also do very well in the biotech space as well. Of course, you know, if you look at uh, if you looked at Res ResMed. Uh, yeah, but there are a lot mm -hmm. of med tech stocks around. Promedicus. Uh, Promedicus. We've got one emerging 4DX, which I've been following for a little while. Yeah, I think we put them on the program on the small caps today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's an interesting one. They're doing a capital raise at the moment. So, so we are sort of, we do kind of punch above our weight. The, yeah. the sad thing is that the likes of Canva isn't listed. And the likes of Atlassian went overseas. Went overseas. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about the ASX as an attractive market, but certainly Altium, one of those. The other one that I kind of like and I think is emerging, and everyone laughed at me and scoffed when I said this originally, and Rudy's going to start giggling away, I'm I don't sure. Know. Maybe. Appen. That, well, yeah, well, no, if no, you're no, looking for no, something no, very, very no, now I fell off my chair. It's yeah. different. Off the chair. That's but, different. But Appen, it's hard to believe that APX Appen mm -hmm. was $45. Yeah, but it was overvalued. Yeah, it doesn't mean that. I know it was. That's market sentiment. I know, I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> but now it's three bucks. Yeah. They've got a new CEO. They've got a new strategy coming in this month as well. And it is doing deals with NVIDIA. And Reka, R E K A, I think that's how you pronounce it. Reka, maybe, rather than Reka, maybe it's yeah. going to wreck the share price. That's dad joke number seven. Yeah. Um, but these guys are pushing into AI, and if there's not a frothier kind of theme at the moment, forget lithium, forget the metaverse, AI, Chat GPT, mm. in in. Mm. 
a year's time, you will have avatars of Rudy and I sitting here talking. God like help Hedron. us all. God help us all. Honestly, if AI is not smart enough to create something, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, happen for me, but I think Altium here is, a, is, okay. is probably since a buy. We're, since we're venturing out, mm? Ordinate. Ordinate. Mm-hmm. Small cap. Yep. Not profitable, but the, the the profitability is just dangling in front yep. of them. Dangling, and they and they will become the industry standard in in a few years' time. We use um, their technology here. And is it good? That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. There well, there's a glowing endorsement. Um, <laughs> according to David, according to David Lynch, you should you should own the shares because you have the technology. You can experience it. Yeah. Well, okay. So, Audinate is your uh, small cap, which is against the grain for Rudy. It's a small cap, non-profitable it business is. that he's just said as a as a buy. There's your bonuses for today. So, <laughs> forgive us for the dad jokes, but I did just get you two bonus buys from our guests in the tech space, no less. Okay, let's get to number four on the list. This is for Pearl. And this is Nanasonics. This is NAN is the ticker code. So this is disinfection technology that can be used in hospital settings, I believe, primarily. And uh, it, it bro- if we're talking about the brokers, Rudy, yeah. sell City, sell Bell Potter, yeah. downgrade to Lighten Ordmanet, and downgrade to Hold from yeah. Ad Morgans. I didn't mention it because I knew it was coming because we were talking about biotechs and technology yeah. earlier. This is a fine example of uh, of great technology that we developed in Australia. The only thing that this this company has against it at this point in time, and it's just out of the book, everyone thinks it's overvalued, yeah. and that's that happens with these stocks. They just, for some reason, uh, just man, go too too close to the sun. And the other thing that has happened is they have they've had a tough few years because they, they the development of their second product just kept on being pushing out and out, and everyone just lost their lost their patience at the time. But also, they basically had to wean themselves off the, the distribution agreement they had in the U.S., and that that always disturbs the numbers and, and the dynamics, and ultimately should benefit them. Um, I still think this is potentially uh, still a great Australian story. It's just for the time being. Uh, we probably have to wait until more of those numbers come through in in, in terms of sales and and the acceptance of the second product. In the meantime. The market is apparently not waiting around and just placing the, the share price, at, I think, and the brokers think at a too high a level. So you wouldn't chase it here, but you just wait. I mean, it can be on your radar. And at, if, if history is any guide, and you can, it can be volatile at, 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 at times. And when, when it's down, that's when you buy it, mm-hmm. but not here. Okay. Do you see it any differently for Nanosonics? Not really. I think this is a hold. It's got a 50% penetration in the US on mm. Trophon, which is their their one and only yeah. product at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. They are developing another product called Chorus, C-O-R-I-S, uh, which is in the endoscope kind of disinfectant space. Uh, so that is yet to be submitted for approvals. So those delays have kind of, I guess, hurt the momentum, hurt the revenue. Uh, as I say, they are at 50% in US hospitals, so they've made a, a big dent in that market. Uh, it's run quite hard. Most of the brokers, as Rudy said, have gone a bit ho-hum on it, mainly because it has run quite hard and reached their targets pri- target price. And I think without the kicker of the new endoscopic um, cleaning product uh, with Chorus, I think it's going to be hard to uh, kick from here. So a sideways at best. So for me, it's probably a hold at the moment. Okay. Um, thank you, guys. So that's Nanasonic. Let's get to the last on the list. We've got a lot of sort of tech-focused names, right? 
uh, in this piece, which is nice for a change. Uh, fifth stock has been picked by Diane, and it is integrated research. So IRI, so this is management solutions um, software, I think. Mm. You know, it's uh, communications, it's payment systems, it's all the rest of it. So SaaS. Yeah. Um, is this quality tech? No. No. I th- I, you know, the, no. Even when you describe it, you, I mean, you could describe, there's so many stocks that seem yeah. to, so many companies seem to play in that space, you know, management systems, business solutions. It covers a multitude of sins. It, it's just been going down, down, to paraphrase status quo, deeper and down. Um, here it is, um, you know, 41 cents. It really is struggle street. Can't see that really changing. I think this is an avoid for me. Rudy obviously is the tech expert, so maybe he's got a different opinion, but I can't see too much. It's a pretty many, brutal looking b- share price. B- b- before, before I say anything, ka-ching, dad joke number nine. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I agree with, uh, with, with Henry. The, what this company has, like this, it has customers like, for example, like Barclays. Yeah? And once you have a customer like that, they're not gonna leave you anytime soon. Yeah? So that you can think like, oh, that's recurring revenue. But the problem is that those customers are large enough to make sure that you're not getting rich on their behalf. Yeah. And that's all of what you see with, with those businesses like integrated research. I mean, from the moment they become too profitable, on the other side, they know what to do. They squeeze you and not the other way around. <laughs> and, 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 and once upon a time, when, when technology is, is hot and, and running, these stocks, these stocks run. But this is a, from memory, a sub $100 million market cap company. The problem with those companies is they, they, they come from 10, they become 20, they become 50, 70, 100, maybe 120, but they never become a billion dollar or, or five or $10 billion company. They just stay small caps. And that means they run for a while and then they don't, and then they run again, and yeah. then they don't, they don't. It's not really the, I mean, it's technology, but it's not really a, the, the pond I would be fishing in, to be honest. And, and the other problem with Integrated is they have big, lumpy customers yeah. And it takes them a long time to onboard. Um, they, they had a bit of a pop on the back of a JP Morgan uh, extension, but they do have these big lumpy customers. So unless they win a new big lumpy customer, it's hard to see kind of what's, what's going to change for them. And as Rudy says, eventually the customers go, well, you know what? We're paying these guys a lot of money. Do we really need to pay them any more? In a, in a, if the recession does come and the technology companies generally and, and business generally is cutting back on costs, Where's the catalyst for the re-rating in this one? I can't see it unless there's some big win uh, for these guys, and uh, I don't think that's on the horizon at the moment. A different model could be, for example, like a hands-in technology is is a company that then on on a regular basis acquires smaller competitors, and that basically keeps hands-in technology going. But yes, and the the principle is the same. All these utilities are not going to make hands-in technologies rich. But because they acquire on a regular basis, that, that model keeps going. With a low share price, you can't actually have that model going either. So integrated can't go out and go, we're going we're gonna to buy smaller competitors because our share price is so expensive. It's not. Mm-hmm. And so it, it basically says it's squeeze on all sides. Yeah, well, it's um, a $70.1 million market cap trading between 40 and 45.5 cents today. So there you go. Yeah. That's integrated research. It's a no from both of my guests. All right, let's get to a bit of a sum up of what we've learned. Stock of the day, it is an avoid for Rudy. He says it's just extremely cyclical. The stock of the day was Orica. 
Uh, he would be very cautious. And look, Henry says it's a Johnny on the spot right now. It can make money as this uh, commodity cycle continues, pretty much calling it a mining boom. So he'd hold it for now. Uh, Soraya Resources, though, different story. Um, look, Henry says you just need to wait for the good times. This one has been one-way traffic, so it's a no from him. It's a no for Rudy as well. He is more focused on the U.S. recession, so he's not a big believer in this. Um, yeah. Um, well, he doesn't believe that the prospects for small cap resources are looking necessarily bright right now. Grange Resources, it's an avoid for Rudy. It is a hold for Henry. It is leveraged to the iron ore price. It's trading around 60 cents. If it was below that, you know, he might even consider it a buy. It's also sitting on a lot of cash. Altium, this is our first double buy of the day. So both guests say that this is quality Aussie tech. Now, Rudy acknowledges that you might be able to get it cheaper at some point, but he would be willing to buy it today. Um, so this is when we got Appen as a watchlist company, and we got Oddnate as well coming from Rudy. And Nanosonics is the next on the list. It's a hold for Henry. It's just been going sideways as of now. It's a watchlist for Rudy. You could buy it cheaper because the brokers agree that it's a bit overvalued here, particularly in absence of its second product, making it to market. And integrated research, you just heard what they said. They wouldn't really be going anywhere near it. It doesn't sound. So our investment committee, you heard Henry reference it. This show acts as a filter. If two companies are a buy for both of the guests, then it gets put to our investment committee that are tracking a fantasy portfolio. And um, well, the most recent episode is up online. Uh, we, we sort of reference this every day. So there's a picture of that pie graph. So you can see some of the companies that have been mentioned. Um, WiseTech, for example, we have in there to the tune of about 5%. Um, I'm just looking. Prometicus, yep, Seek. Prometicus, Seek. But we don't have Technology One in there, do we? It's amazing. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, <laughs> we all right. I'm saying we, can, we can certainly sort <laughs> no, that out. No, well, folks out there, it's up to you. <laughs> You've got to tell us that you would like our guests to talk about Technology One, and then we'll see if on the day. But you do some, have CSL of 9. Yeah, we do. We do. There you go. All right. So, so far, we're up by 10.1% since we started tracking it. Uh, so keep your requests coming in, and we will keep feeding the information from this program to our investment committee, of which Henry Jennings is a participant. I think you've been a guest, haven't you, Rudy? Yep. Yep. So you might have a bit of influence over what's on the screen. A little bit. I got Mullers in. Did you? You got what? You got what? <laughs> Mullers. Uh, MAF. Oh. Oh, did oh, you? Oh, no, MA Financial is what Did you get now. ASB in as well? Um, was that you? Austin? No, that, that's Mathan. <laughs> Well, you could have said no, or were you absent? I was day? absent. See, don't yeah, be away. You I, can't I, I, miss I, missed, I missed one month, I, and that I, was I it. I facilitated Mathan's uh, Oh, MA Financial was on the call yesterday. Yes. Philip Pepe and uh, Mathan Samosandaram. That was a buy for both of them yeah, as well. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's we'll good. be discussing yeah. it next we, month. We kept that in, and we kicked out ASB. Yeah. Replaced oh, yeah. it with Kelsey. Uh, what was it? Uh, Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's gone well. Well, I mean, no, I have no opinion, but... It's gone well. Just giving it a check. Yeah, all right. All aboard. Let's go to the next companies that we'll be discussing. Bell Financial, BFG, New Hope Corporation in the coal space, corporate travel. Yeah, there's that company recently uh, had a big announcement in terms of a European business like Podium and Horizon Holdings. Well, that is a motley crew if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Bell Financial is for Dean. I'll start with you on this one. Don't have any context. I don't know if Dean already holds it or if he's considering buying. But what would you do if you did not already hold Bell? Uh, hi, Dean. If I didn't already hold it, there's no reason that I would look at it at the moment. The, the market's quite quiet uh, in terms of volumes. 
in terms of deal flow. Uh, Bell Financial uh, relies on that to, to an extent, brokerage, uh, deal flow. They've got a bucket of cash, which is good. They've got no debt. Uh, the yield is okay. But, uh, you know, it's it, in a quiet period, and we've seen uh, a, a number of brokers uh, recently close down. Uh, yeah. CCZ, CCZ, Statins. Yeah. Uh, my old friend Scotty Calcraft is moving from them to, uh, to Blue Ocean. Yeah. Um, caught up with Scotty a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, it's not easy out there in broker land at the moment. The ASX volumes are down, but more importantly, the deal flow is down. Now, we haven't had any big IPOs. We haven't had too, too many uh, placements. So we had a kind of a rush before Christmas last year. A lot of lithium and mining stocks took the opportunity when you know, lithium was at exaggerated prices to, uh, to cash up. But it has slowed down considerably. Bell Financial is geared to that to an extent. Um, I can't see any reason why you'd want to be there if you weren't already there. If you were already there, then the yield's okay. They're not going bust. They've got lots of cash. They've got no debt. Um, It's a quality operation, but it is leveraged to equity market volumes, and they have been... Mm. Okay, so you would hold it if you already... If If I had it, I'd hold it. If I didn't have it, I wouldn't go near it. If you wanted to go for market leverage for deal flow, et cetera, then you know, Macquarie's come off a long way from its mm. high. I was looking at that investment committee thing and we, we did trim the Macquarie uh, position. Um, that's almost sacrilege to some. Yeah. Uh, I was quite keen to trim it by a little bit more um, and wish we had now in, in hindsight, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. But um, you know, Macquarie's fallen a long way. If you're looking for leverage to deal flow, M&A activity, and market activity generally, Macquarie is probably a better bet than Bell Financial, um, although they both do have that um, that deal flow potential. But um, yeah, it wouldn't be one for me at the moment. Yeah, I was surprised to see Macquarie, um, you know, underperforming to the extent it did yesterday. The the problem is Nico Kane. You know, he earned $58 million. And I know how it happens, because I've worked for Macquarie for seven years, and I know how it all works. which is great, but commodities, that, that division has shot the lights out for two years on the trot. Now, the problem is that that's, that may be, and it does look as if it's covering up a number of cracks in some of the other businesses which are slowing down. Talking of the M&A business, I mean, that's slowing down. So although the number looks really great, you are relying on one division, and that could have some good times and some bad times. Currently, it's got good times. Nick's done a cracking job, obviously. But what if he gets run over by a bus? Or you've got key man risk. I know the machine keeps going, and they'll save 58 million bucks, and I don't wish him to be run over by a bus. But you do have a key man, key division risk in Macquarie, which has emerged because it has become this powerhouse Mm -hmm. of profit growth. Um, It's not across the board, and I think that has papered over a number of cracks, which is why the market has got a little bit ho-hum on Macquarie, which was you know, the go-to. You know, 176.03. Yeah. Well, I'm a shareholder, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely a long-term share. I have a little bit of a different view than, than Henry has on Macquarie. Um, I think now that we've had the peak in, in, in the resources trading, uh, maybe the other divisions can, can finally start picking up because it has surprised the market that what, what used to be the annuity business in Macquarie yeah, actually has, 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 been, has been weaker than, yeah. than expected. But I think Macquarie itself thinks that they will pick up. So 
that's I guess that's the, the advantage that you have in because Macquarie is sort of like a, a conglomerate. Is that when the left hand side is is having a good time, you actually don't want the right hand side to have a good time because it's, it's like a West Farmers. Huh? Yeah. They have to have to they have to compensate each other in the weak times as well. But anyway, we we will see of the of the next years ahead. In general terms, I I, I support the sentiment expressed by by Henry. Is that a dad joke? Continuing number ten. No. Um, why would you go to Belfast? You're way too early. I mean, um, I was on the last call uh, last time with with Gemma from NapTrade. She um, she she told us all that the the volumes on NapTrade are a third what they were in the peak at the peak in 2020. That's how extremely volatile the volumes actually are. So now that nowadays you have to do it with a third, with the double the amount of customers. So that gives you an idea. The brokers, uh, they're feeling it. I mean, the small caps are <laughs> they're still uh, waiting for liquidity to come. Uh, it's, it's predominantly a large cap story now in Australia. And it's not like the Australian share market in general is shooting the lights out. They're doing okay, but it's not a bull market. And so I think in general terms for, for a company like uh, Bell Financial, I think you're too early. Uh, but in the meantime, I mean, if you're happy to cashing in the, the, the dividends and maybe the occasional bounce in the share price, then uh, by all means keep holding it. But um, <coughs> it, mm. again, it, it's also it's also it's the smallest of, of the of the fund managers we have on the stock exchange. I think. Oh, there's, there's probably a little bit, a few very small one, but okay. you have you have larger cap alternatives. I mean, and Macquarie would mm. be one of them. Yeah, and MA Financial, which is is, um, also, is also pushing small into the large. They've this done a, one, yeah. a few couple of good deals recently. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on, shall we? Um, as fascinating yes, as that if, all if, was. If, if we have to. Yeah, no, it's seven on the list. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is picked by Phil, and it is New Hope Corporation. So it's up, it's down, it's all around. Um, obviously leveraged to the coal price, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of enthusiasm for the dividends, for the cash that it's going to be paying out and continue to pay out. Is it a buy, hold, or sell now? Rudy. I'm old enough to remember when people called this no hope. Yeah. I yeah. still do. Uh, yeah, there you go. I still do. I'm, I'm going to make a forecast here. I think coal stocks on, on a larger scale are going to remain cheap for a very long time and they're going to be excellent dividend payers for a very long time as well. And um, yes, the market can always surprise and we all can get crazy again. And that's what we did last year, basically. That's why you have those peaks in those share prices, basically market sentiment running hot. Um, but longer term, I mean, coal is still on the way out. It's just going to take a long while. And um, in the meantime, some of those producers like New Hope, they, they, admittedly, they, they're generating a lot of cash. They're going to pay out a lot of debt to shareholders and the dividends are in double digits. Right? Now, can you withstand double digit volatility in share prices if you know that double-digit uh, uh, dividends are coming towards your way. That's the decision you have to make, basically. I mean, it's not my my type of investing, but you can end up on in in the positive because one is a very big payout, and and there's always hope that temporarily the market can get into a craze again at some stage, but. You wouldn't be buying? No, I wouldn't be buying. That's no. the rules of it's the game. Not, so if you have it, mine. you would hold it for the payouts? Yeah, well, if, if, that's, if, if you're happy with okay. that, yes. Thank you. Um, it's, I mean, it's always interesting in the coal stocks. I mean, they're, they're so driven by the coal price. Maybe a safer way to play this would be through Sol Patterson's. 
um, in terms of because they've got a big shareholding in this one, but they've also got other businesses well. You get bricks and you get phones. Yeah. And you get coal. I mean, what more can you want? Um, this one disappointed a little bit on the dividend. Yeah. It did pay a special dividend uh, of 10 it was, cents. It was uh, 40 cent total, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 30 and 10. Mm. Uh, but the 30 was a bit light on. They've got a billion dollars in cash sitting there. So, they, mm. you know, they can keep paying all this out to shareholders. The yield's great. Um, if you like the coal price, and there's certainly people that are quite bullish about the coal price. And um, if you read what's happening in China, you know, they're still embracing coal. They've got no choice. Mm. Uh, especially if they have a hot summer, uh, air conditioning, etc., and power outages and all that sort of stuff, they're going to need coal, and that could push the coal price back up. Aussie coal is getting a bit of a um, a bit of a lift into uh, China, which is which is good. So I'd certainly hold it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I'd be buying it because it is quite volatile. I think, um, as I say, hold it for the yield, hold it for the Chinese potential going into summer. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be uh, going uh, gung ho. One, one thing where I very, very sharply disagree with the majority of the investors is I actually think these companies, instead of paying it to shareholders, they should diversify. And that would guarantee that they exist beyond. Yeah, but that's the also you know, trusting management. Instead of paying just out to Adan Besky or running is, down, uh, running down the coal mines. I always told so, that you know, Australian mining industry is littered with bad decisions it's, it's, being it's made been, on. It's been a, South, a 30, South, South 32, BHP, Rio, they don't seem to be doing a bad thing at it. Yeah, but they've been oh, doing that for a very long BHP time. BHP yes. paid $44 billion for Petrahawk <laughs> and admitted they stuffed it up. Rio <laughs> bought Alcan oh, yeah. years ago and that was a complete stuff up as well. Oh. Mining companies Emical in Australia have a terrible track record <laughs> of acquisitions <laughs> and that's what kept them back and, and in the last five to ten years activist investors BHP have said going- to BHP yeah. collapse your dual listed structure yeah. tick yeah. pay dividends do buybacks capital yeah. management well, don't yeah. buy anything yeah. dumb yeah. and that's why they're nearly at an all-time high they bought Oz Minerals and they're going to do well that wasn't that wasn't dumb that was yeah. a, that was a, that was a morsel that wasn't a company changer that was a 10 billion dollar morsel so you know I think anyway, you know, once, once you're good at something and that's why Fortescue's been so successful is it focused on one thing getting no longer, longer. No longer. Yep. No longer. I was getting to that <laughs> Hold your, hold your Mustangs down. How much time do we um, have? <laughs> as long as you. Um, so BA, uh, for Fortescue, we're very good. They were focused on one thing. They did it very well. They got the price of their iron ore down. Since they've started dabbling in hydrogen and future funds and all this kind of stuff, they've kind of lost a bit of bleh. They've lost a bit of their mojo to some extent, mm. which has been taken up by the likes of Pilbara. Why doesn't Pilbara buy into iron ore? Because it's a lithium company. Okay. All right. We'll move. We'll, we're going to have to call time yeah, know, on know, this for now. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Corporate travel management. So we've had upgrades coming from some in the more leisure travel um, related areas of the market. Hello World comes to mind. But corporate travel just did a big deal in Europe. This one is for Joan. Henry. Yep. Um, I'm torn, I have to say, with this one. Uh, there, there was a big deal with the UK. Um, it was a big deal. There's no real quantifiable numbers around the big deal. It sounds like a big deal, but we don't know how much they're actually going to make out of it. The stock price jumped, as you can mm-hmm. see by the chart there. It has subsequently been kind of dribbling off. When you listen to commentators in the US talking about their travel at the moment, corporate travel generally is down. 
Um, uh, the corporate traveller hasn't returned to the market. Leisure travel has, big time, it's gone, gone nuts, but corporate travel is still a little bit slow. So um, although the UK deal is very good, there are no numbers around this, I think until we see those kind of numbers, I'd be a little bit reluctant to pile in here at these kind of prices. It feels good in theory, but in practice, I'm not sure. So I think, you know, for me, this is probably a hold at the current price okay. uh, and wait and see what the quantifiable numbers are in terms of that, uh, that deal in the UK. Show me the money. Show me agree? the money. You're a little late. I'm already torn. Dad joke number oh, 12. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> now I'll put the song on your head. Now you can't miss it. Uh, well, anyway. I watched the Shania Twain documentary last night, so at least I'll have a shift of what's been stuck oh, in my head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with Henry. Um, I mean, the big surprise, I think, is that um, we continue to, to travel and to pay exorbitant high uh, airline tickets, and we just keep on doing it. It's amazing I mean, that we just have, keep having this reflex, like they once boxed us in, and now we're going to travel no matter what. Mm. And of course, this sector <laughs> has, I mean, is benefiting from that and, and continues to benefit from that. So I guess it's anyone's guess how long this is going to continue. Um, I mean, Webjet, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, underestimate Webjet either. That does a lot of on the on the accommodation as well. Um, I, I guess it's a hold here. You you just you can wait, and there, there's still probably upside and, and two supplies on the upside here. But there's no guarantee, and as we all know, at some stage that momentum will 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 flatline. But that might not be for the next twelve months. Who knows? Okay. Well, let's hope that it gets a bit cheaper out there. Um, you've got to li- hunt around. Yeah. I'm, I've been hunting daily. And are you bargains. finding any bargains? Yeah. Are yeah. You? Well, Malaysia's come in pretty oh, hot okay. at the moment. I think South Korea's coming back as well. Yeah. If you want to fly with a Chinese airline and stop over somewhere, you can get a flight to Europe for under a two grand. Really? Okay. Yeah. But For under two grand? Yeah. But you do have yeah. quite a long time sitting in Beijing yeah. airport. Oh, okay. Yes. Which isn't <laughs> ideal. <laughs> but uh, if they the are, money, there, is, there is competition coming in, I yes. guess. Well, bring it on. All right. Yeah. Let's so, get to the ninth stock of the day. This is for Jane, and it's like a podium. So it is essentially uh, engineering... Uh, equipment management, uh, large-scale projects. Um, is that sort of yeah, it's what design it is? And engineering yeah, like it's not what yes. I'm trying to say is it's not mining services. No, yeah. well, it can be large, large projects. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah okay. it can yeah. be. Yeah, but we projects. have to more think about uh, bridges and railroads and okay. and things like that. But also, it can be like a large mining project as well. Okay. And again, I mean, I'm old enough when this company was very popular in the in the mining boom uh, between. 2003 and 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, needless to say, you see it on, on that on that five star. I think the price, the share price is now back to where it was in 2011, I believe. Um, and it obviously... Uh, it well, we've ha- got a longer um, time frame <coughs> chart that we can it's, bring up, five it's, years. Um, it, it wasn't going nowhere for a very long time. And all of a sudden this year, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very hot. Um, I'd be very cautious here. I mean, needless to say, you see it in the numbers that they produce and in the share price. There has been a big turnaround and all of a sudden they must have had, I mean, a lot of momentum coming in that business. But you know, simply you know from history that that momentum can, can switch on a dime. And, and, and that's just the type of companies they are. And if you believe in Henry's narrative that the mining sector continues to spend a lot on CapEx, then that momentum might, might take a little bit longer because there was some mining services in there. 
But I, needless to say, I'm not a big fan of those uh, companies that, that, that are hero one day, zero next, and then after a while, hero again. Mm -hmm. um, I, I rather have the more of a, of a glacial pace upwards. Well, if you've got time on your side, Rudy, I don't know. Okay, Henry. Yeah, if you remember back to those days, you haven't got as much time as you think. Um, I don't mind this one, I've got to say. Mm. These guys are involved with some big projects. Uh, mm. Kathleen Valley, mm. uh, which is obviously the Lion Town project. They're also involved with Samfire's um, Mothio Copper project in Botswana. Uh, these guys are in, in big, and one of the big pushes they made is into battery minerals and battery metals and some of the projects there. They're also uh, Paladin in, uh, in mm -hmm. Namibia with mm -hmm. the um, Lager Heinrich um, uranium mm. uh, project there. So they, these guys have won some big, big contracts. They've just um, put out guidance and that's pushed them higher. Uh, I think they're going to just consolidate around here. But certainly, you know, when we talk about this mining boom, there is a mining boom. No doubt about it. Last year, mining companies raised gazillions of dollars for new projects. They, we have to build how many Pilbara mines to, to actually uh, keep the lithium battery industry going? It's, it's astonishing. Mm. Copper as well. This EV revolution is forcing uh, mining companies to invest. They haven't done for a while. They've raised lots of money last year uh, and they are well cashed up and they're now spending that money like a podium are doing well out of the back of that. Big projects, big companies, good payers. Uh, I don't mind this one. Consolidate, hold here, but it could push higher with some more contract wins. By the way, has anyone figured out whether it's Lycopodium or Lycopodium? Um, I'm going with Lyco. I'd say Lyco, L-Y-C-O, yeah. but I've just decided I'll give the company a call and try to get them yeah. on as well, so yeah. I'll ask them that on your behalf, okay. Rudy. Thank you. Hopefully they'll know. I like closing circles. All right, let's get to Horizon Holdings, A-Z-J. <clears throat> well, on that, do you know it's not Incitec Pivot, that it's Incitec Pivot? Really? Just an FYI, yep. I Exciting. call the company. Um, Alex, this is for you, Horizon Holding, A-Z-J. <laughs> Henry, what do you think of Horizon? Is this um, a steady, steady ship if we do experience more volatile times? Uh, it is relatively steady. I mean, they're, they're basically a big railway company that shifts a lot of bulk commodities around the place. Coal. Uh, coal, yes, and, and other bulk commodities as well, but mainly coal. Um, nothing wrong with it. It's, um, it's had some tough times, it's fallen quite hard, it's recovered, it's back in a bit of a trading range. Certainly at these kind of levels, it's a hold, but as I say, nothing really exciting. I'm not sure what the catalyst would be to get this one uh, going, but um, yeah, it's definitely a hold here. And again, it's, you know, it's gonna be geared to some extent by, um, by coal prices, by China, by the reopening there. Um, it has had a bit of a tough mm -hmm. third quarter, so. Um, the brokers are quite mixed on this one, really. Yes, I know, and I, I, there's only one thing I disagree with you, Henry, is that there's a lot of lot is wrong with it. <laughs> um, I mean, let's start with who let the dogs out. Woof, 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 exactly. Uh, this is the value investor's nightmare. Right? <laughs> this 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 company has been has been recommended by your typical value investors for years now, and as you can see on the chart, it only went down. Right? Yeah. Um, Misconception number one, no, this is not the local Warren Buffett stock. Warren Buffett owns a similar, a similar railway in yeah. the US, but this is not the equivalent. Yeah, this is a dog. Um, the problem with, in, in, in a large sense is that they do pay a, a great dividend, by the way. They had to cut it not that long ago, but they, they still yield quite high. That's because the share price is so cheap. It doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. I agree with Henry. The downside is probably 
protected, as they say in the industry. You don't get too much downside. Also because there's a big yield on offer. But I don't think this company is go this Shepa is not going anywhere in a hurry. Um, they're trying to diversify away from, from your typical coal volumes. And that's all else being equal, that's going to take a while. Also because the coal volumes are so important to their current business, before they make a dent in, into any other operations, it's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. So in the meanwhile, if you're happy to cash, cash in the dividends and, and uh, probably not too much downside to it, by all means go for it. But for most, inv be. most investors would like a little bit more out of their investments. You, at the end of the day, you're, you're putting your money in the share market. Yeah? Yeah. It's not the bond market or anything. Or it's you're not right. a fixed interest product. Okay, like I said, do your own research, not investment advice. And I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to Brighton, who's watching us in Melbourne right now. And he says, a Canadian, a pom, and a Belgium Dutch dude. Walk into a bar. Talking about <laughs> bar. the Aussie stock market. He said, love this country. We're really glad you're watching. I was, I was thinking it was getting a little bit OTT with all the dad jokes and the musical references, but why not, right? It's a Tuesday. Budget day, no less. Okay, guys, good. Sit tight for a second. What we've learned here, Bell Financial, it's a wait for it. It's a hold if you're in it, though, for both of my guests. Um, we had a bit of a chat around Macquarie as well. Um, New Hope Corp, it's a hold for both of my guests. But in Rudy's view, only if you're just happy sort of getting the dividends, um, you know, he just doesn't see it as being uh, having a lot of upside from here. And uh, Henry points out that it is volatile. Corporate travel is, um, both of my guests are torn over this one. So the momentum will fade, according to Rudy, when it comes to this demand for travel. But in the meantime, hold. Henry just wants to see the figures associated with this big UK deal, which is why its share price has taken that big leg up over the past month. But right now, he would be holding it. Like a podium, uh, Henry likes it because it's got these big project wins. It's upgraded its guidance. It's a hold. He wouldn't be buying it necessarily today, given where its price is. Rudy points to the price. Um, he just doesn't like this kind of investing when you have these companies that are really hot for a while and then very much not. So he would be very cautious around it. And uh, it's a hold for Henry for Horizon. You heard why, but um, Rudy calls it a dog. So there you go. Take of that. Make of it what you will. Um, huge thanks to you guys. Henry Jennings, Marcus Today, Rudy Philippek, Van Dyke FN Arena. Always good to have you in. And, uh, go have lunch or something together. Get it out of your systems before you go home. All right. Uh, if you would like us to cover a company, please do go to osbiz.co forward slash call picks. And uh, yeah, tell us what company you would like discussed. If anybody writes in about Technology One, we'll do that one soon before the next investment committee so it can get to go there. If, of course, uh, people are as positive on it as Rudy is, no doubt. Uh, look, stay with us. I would also like to get you across another virtual investor event that we are holding. Uh, this one we're doing in conjunction with Market Matters. So it's called F24 Ready. So basically some, some calls for the coming financial year. It will be held on May the 18th. Registration allows you to watch live or to watch on demand as we make available for all of our, um, our free investor events. So you can register at osbiz.co forward slash ready with a capital R. All right. Thanks for watching. Stay with us. We'll take you through the pulse next.